In today's show, we look back at the NBA's 11 games, look at waiver wire trends, and talk about all the updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PricePix.com, the promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And available on all platforms. Just before we get into talking about the NBA, um, obviously something horrific happened in the NFL game between the Bills and the Bengals today um, with a collision with DeMar Hamlin. And then, um, well, I guess you know know, sort of what happened with it. Um, CPR on the field, taken to hospital. I don't know what the, the... All the update that I know at this point is that he's in a critical condition in the hospital. But it's really jarring, obviously, to see anyone in that sort of situation, let alone in a professional sporting setting. And I'm sure I speak for everyone who listens to this and watches this. Yeah, that we all we all are hoping for the absolute best outcome here. But it is obviously a terrifying um, situation to see someone in that sort of um, uh, distress, you know, on, on the field and have that sort of um, you know, situation arise. Um, hopefully. Again, hopefully everything comes uh, out of it in the most positive way possible. But yeah, I just thought, it, 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 I'm sure anyone who saw it or been in the, seen the aftermath, it, it, it shakes you, let alone the people who are out in the field or um, the players, anyone, coaches, anyone involved in the game. Like that's, you know, that's, that's shaking. I'm here like not covering the NFL, not in the, the, the country, and it's impacted me as a, someone who covers a professional sport. So we all hope that DeMar... Uh, is okay and is able to pull through this um, with again the best possible outcome possible in in this situation. Um, it makes it hard for me to get you know, super hyped about talking about the NBA, even though we had some stupid performances again today. But we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about fantasy basketball. We're going to talk about all of the things that did happen um, over the last few hours in the NBA. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. Rob Williams popped up in the injury report as questionable. It's not a back-to-back. They've only got three games this week. He's questionable with knee injury management. It's a worry. It's a big worry. Um, I'll tell you why it's a worry is that not that I think that he's hurt it again. Not that I think he's going to be missing a ton of time, even if he doesn't play this one. Nothing like that. It's more like, again, that concern with lower body injuries in drafting them with recurrent injuries. Recurrent injuries? That's a bit. That sounds better. Um, that you never know what's going to happen. And what all this worries me here is that like hitting an upper limit of 28 minutes and doing it soon just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Maybe the upper limit's 25 minutes. Maybe 28 minutes doesn't come until April. And that's what you really need for him to bring home value. Now, he is clearly not a drop. Like not in, Don't even consider it. But the overall upside best outcome from this Rob Williams drafting season is probably reduced a little bit. 
I was a little bit worried with him seeing the low minutes on Christmas and he's had a couple of illnesses in here. And now this, like it's just, everything feels like it's just pushing back. It's just pushing back. And we hope it's okay. Like if he does miss, then it's just more minutes for Brogdon, for White, uh, for Grant Williams. And you get like a Luke Cornette chucked in there who doesn't really matter for most fantasy leagues. Giannis was upgraded to probable, which is great news. He missed the last game. Um, we know that Chris Middleton's out Tuesday and Wednesday, but Drew Holiday is likely returning Tuesday. So getting a couple of their big guns back. Jimmy Butler, we heard a few weeks ago that he would sit out the back-to-back, which just happened over the weekend. And that would be the last back-to-back that he would have to sit out. He went to see some doctors in Los Angeles to get that clarified. And the report is that no, that's not the case, which is disappointing. And by not the case, I mean that this isn't the end of the maintenance phase. And he's going to have to do maintenance stuff on his knee moving forward. Now, the reason why this is worrying, obviously, we all know that Butler is going to miss tons of games. That's why, as a top 15 player, he was drafted in the 40s or 50s. We, we knew this. This is just what happens with his body. But the Heat don't play a back-to-back in all of January. And the fact that he had a checkup at the start of January, and they're like, no, nah, you're going to still have to take maintenance days, means he's either going to have to take days off in January that aren't back-to-backs, or that this problem's going to go you know, into February, March. He's going to be taking back-to-backs off all through the season for this knee problem. That's a concern, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, no, nah, it's another couple of weeks of missing some back-to-backs. Like, they don't have any in the next four weeks. So it's either just other random games missed or it's going all season or it's both. Yikes. Speaking of yikes, the Warriors, John Kaminga, Jermichael Green, James Wiseman all have no timetable to return. Kaminga's in a walking boot. Um, obviously, we're not holding Wiseman or Kaminga in 12 or 14 or 16 team leagues. There was an opportunity for Kaminga to provide stream value with Wiggins out, but no. So these guys are out long-term. Again, we'll talk about it when we look at the Warriors game today. Pat Baldwin, he's a deep league option. We'll talk about it later on. Andrew Wiggins had the groin injury, got sick, allegedly got better, and then got sick again. So he's going to miss, so we missed today, and he's probably going to miss the next game as well. So the Dante DiVincenzo stream lives on. It might live on even when Wiggins comes back with Kaminga Green and Wiseman still out, but it lives on for at least one more game after today. And then there was a report which I think flew under the radar. Remember there was the Woj, the the disgusting, honestly, re- tweets from Woj about Miles Bridges and the Hornets negotiating a contract and Miles Bridges was unsigned because of his role in a domestic violence incident. His role. Yeah, his role was punching the shit out of his wife. That was his role. That was, that was disgusting. Um, and then there was a report in the Charlotte Observer today saying that the Hornets said we have not been in any contract negotiations with Miles Bridges. Now, that is the only reference that I can find for that. Um, But it's written in the Charlotte Observer. It was written eight hours ago. The report is by, it's an opinion and commentary piece by someone called by the name of Paige Marston. She's not a normal Hornets beat reporter. But since ESPN reported in late December, the talks... We're gathering traction. There's optimism a deal can be reached in the near future. The Hornets say this is not true. And in quotes, it doesn't say who, but in quotes, we have not been engaged in contract negotiations with Miles Bridges, the Hornets said this week. And I don't have any more information than that. I told you that I did not believe that adding Miles Bridges to a fantasy team was the right move from a pure fantasy basketball perspective. 
Not even from a, this bloke's an absolute asshole and I don't want anything to do with him. But from a basketball perspective, fantasy basketball perspective, it didn't make any sense. It makes less sense now that the Hornets are saying, we're not actually negotiating with this guy. I don't know what you're talking about now. Is that them doing that because the, yeah, the what's a backlash? That's what I'm trying to say. The backlash to the Woj repeat, which I, I do think sometimes Woj and Shams put these things out there and it gets leaked out there so they can gauge public opinion. You may Udoka to Brooklyn, for example. Um, that might have happened. And that's you know, a way of trading currency in the reporter insider circles. But them saying we have had no contact makes me think either they someone's lying somewhere or they saw that report and went, oh no, oh no, we're not going to do this. So again, don't add Miles Bridges. That, that's, that's my opinion on that. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, daily fantasy made easy. It's not standard daily fantasy. It's not salary caps. It's not against thousands of people. It's just you versus player projections. You might look at PJ Washington's points at 11 and a half and go, ooh, ooh, he'll score more than that. So you go more. You might look at LaMelo Ball and assists to sit at seven and a half and you go, ooh, he'll go over that. Then you see Kelly Oubre. You go, well, missed field goal attempts, 22.5. Probably go over. And you can put in between two to six of those individual player projections into one live and win 25 times your entry fee back. Do it in, over, in under 60 seconds. Do it in over 30 states and do it in, in Canada. And you can do it for other sports that aren't just the NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football, cricket, NASCAR, soccer, boxing, MMA, PGA, golf, disc golf. It's all there. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com. And play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, let's go to the waiver wire, the most added players over the last 24 hours or so since I did the waiver wire show yesterday. Big Oladipo up 16%. Fear it might be chasing, but I'm recording this before the Heat game today. This segment of the show, I'll talk about the Heat game later. But I think what he did in that game with Butler um, out is not replicable. Yes, for steals, he's useful enough, but that's a high number. Aaron Neesmith, well, we'll talk about him in a second as well. He is locked in as a starter, but as I mentioned, like a low usage player that was getting good numbers because he shot 70% is not a realistic recipe for that to continue moving forward. He's totally okay to have. He's totally okay to hold, but honestly, he's just a back-end player. He's your worst guy, so you just interchange that position. Dracaris. Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Up 12%. RIP percentage. Your field goal percentage. Copped it. It was always going to happen. I added him because I just wanted some counting stats and I was punting field goals. Didn't expect sub 20%, but here we are. Derek White up 8%. I like it. Maximum Derek. And you know why I like it? It's because of the Celtic schedule. That's it. I don't think Derek White's a must-frosted 12-teamer all season, but they've got three quality games this week. Royce O'Neal up 8%. Well, he didn't play. So, yeah, it didn't work out that one. I wouldn't have been massively rushing to add him. Landry Shamit one, I wouldn't say particularly worked out either, up 8%, but I would still hold him. Now, we know who Shamit is. He's a bad player and has been bad for five years. Always bad. But he can throw in a couple of interesting performances, a couple of big performances, and with Booker out... He's going to get shots, and there'll be nights when it doesn't fall, and there'll be nights when it does. And I think he is worth having. Kevin Love up 7% is a really good stream with Evan Mobley out, and Dennis Schroeder up 7%. Well, well, um, yeah, Dennis Schroeder up 7%. Not really the guy that I would be prioritizing massively. Let's look at the most dropped players. 
Brandon Clark down 14%. Like, obviously, shouldn't have been rostered in as many leagues as he is. But I get he was streamed in for the potential of a th- on the three-game Sunday, then didn't play. Monte Morris down 10 I probably would have held on to Monte, at least until Beal returned, but I get it. Brogdon down 8%. He might get a boost if Rob Williams play. It doesn't play, but yep, he's fine. Joe Ingles down 8%. The value of Ingles is he plays tomorrow. And that's I probably wouldn't have dropped Brogdon either, or Morris, for, for instance, because they play on Tuesday, which is a three-game day. So there's value in holding them through that. Pat Williams, I just think he's a, I think he's a dud. Like he's a streamer who gets 30 minutes, but today in an overtime game, he played like 28 regulation minutes, played some overtime, and was just bad. Like there's just no upside in him whatsoever to me. Dylan Brooks down um, 7%. Yep, fine. KJ Martin down 6 Shouldn't be rostered in that many leagues to begin with. And Santiago Dharma down 5%. Again, again, he was streamed in a lot, I'm guessing for the three-game Sunday, and then did not play. So, uh, yeah, totally totally okay to uh, to move on from him. All right, let's do the first game of the day, an early one. Warned you about it yesterday. Hopefully, you set your lineups in time. I actually missed it in one of my leagues. I warned you, I warned you about it and then forgot about it in a weekly locked dynasty league, and I had Zion on injured, in, injured reserve, which might end up being okay in the end. Uh, we'll talk about that Pelicans game later on. The Suns got spanked again. Absolute ass-kicking by the Knicks, 102-83. They're a disaster at the moment, Phoenix. And it's worrying. But don't don't panic. Right, don't panic. I, again, people love to panic. People love shutdown porn. Had someone again asked me today, hey, do you think the Suns might shut Booker down? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's the person that has Booker that you go and do a buy low trade for because they obviously are very scared. But always try and keep level heads. Now, if you're a Phoenix fan, you're like, what's going on? We're terrible. And they are. They're really bad. Let's talk about the returns of those two players. Shamit played 25 minutes in his first game back. Six points, two threes, five rebounds, two assists. Objectively really bad. No question about that. I'm encouraged by the fact that he had 23 usage and took nine shots. Instead of hitting two of nine, let's say he hits four of nine, an extra two shots, maybe they're both threes. It's 12-5-2. It's actually possible, 12-5-2 with four threes. It's not bad. It's not, it's not the best, but it's not bad. So if you are looking for points and threes, the volume should be okay for him. And I think he's still worth a hold. As for campaign, 18 minutes, eight points, seven assists. I don't think he's going to play 27 and nine. I don't think they want to play Paul and Payne together too much. He's a backup point guard campaign. They'll cross a little bit and Payne's assists make him viable. Must roster, probably not. Chris Paul, 11, four and two, 30 minutes, 36% shooting, two assists. He's, he's having some struggles. He was a minus 38 in this game. He's really quite bad. And we always talk about with older players, the drop-off will come and you just don't know when. I think it's I think it's here. Maybe not, you know, he's not washed, but he's not Chris Paul. Mikael Bridges just can't shoot anymore. 35 minutes, 10, 4, and 4 with two threes. He's now dropped outside the top 60 for the season, outside the top 80 in points leagues. And um, yeah, look, just the shot is just not working as it was in the past. It was always weird to see a perimeter player on 63, 64% two-point percentage, but he's at like 52 or 54 this season. It's a gigantic drop-off. Aiton was another lazy performance. No blocks, no free throw attempts, 12 and 5, just subpar. The absolute ups and downs of this bloke are frustrating if you roster him because he can be a top 10 player, and he was at one point this season. And then he's outside the top 115 over the last week just with these subpar performances. I don't think you need to deal with Tory Craig, to be honest. 
Four points, 23 minutes, 29%, only 23 minutes. Well, Josh Okogie went from starting to playing a four-minute, basically, garbage time role. Damo Lee scored 10. Dwayne Washington scored 10. But again, this game was a lot of garbage time. But you wouldn't know it from the Knicks because they played all their players up until a minute to go, including Jalen Bronson returning from a two-game hip injury absence, played 39 minutes. Because, and I don't care that they won, Tom Thibodeau is a dickhead. Like That is ridiculous. It is endangering to the players. And he deserves to be fired every time this happens. And I, I'll never let up on it. And I'll say the same for Nick Nurse later on with the minutes he gives his players. This is insane. At least Nurse, when the game's out of hand, pulls his guys um, off. Giggity. Thibodeau doesn't. It's actually insane. Bronson played 39 minutes. 24-4-6. and six. Unfortunately, no defensive stats. And then a troubling 6-11 of 11 from the line. I don't think there's anything to worry about, but that's not good. While the double royal, Julius Randle. <music> 28, 16, and 6, four threes. Didn't shoot well, 39 from the field, 83 from the line on 12 attempts. It is a massive, massive sell high, in my opinion. Barrett is out. Bronson has been out. Usage is up. Assist rate is up. He's actually hitting his free throws at a better rate. He's top 20 over the last week. I think he's top 20 over the last two weeks. In points leagues, he's 26 for the season. I actually think he can sort of maintain top 30, top 20 numbers in points leagues. I think that's possible. In a category league, I don't have faith in it. So I would look to sell for a top 25, top 30 play if possible. Otherwise, you know the drill. You just write it out. Quentin Grimes. This briefcase and this haircut. 12, 3, and 5, a block, 36 minutes. Must roster player. Not so in points leagues, although for the time being short, but not, not long term. And then Emmanuel Quickly, got to have him. 15, 5, and 3, 3 threes. We have been talking for years about Emmanuel Quickly. Hey, Tom, give him a shot as a starter. It will be really good. And then we talked about it in the offseason. Hmm, wonder if they're going to give him a shot to be the starting point guard. No, they went and got Jalen Brunson. Um, so, yeah, again, limited where his role was. But now we're seeing big stuff. But I have absolutely zero confidence that when Barrett is back, that Quickly will play 30 a night. I don't see how it's possible. He'll go back, he'll play 23 a night and be hot some nights and then score two points on 22% shooting on other nights. Ride him, ride it hard. Someone wants to give you a top 80 player in a trade, you, you do it without any hesitation. It's not going to happen, but you do it. Um, and then just get disappointed later on. Mitchie Robinson played 35 minutes. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. 10 and 10 in 35 minutes, while Hartenstein continues to look just completely out of place. And Jericho Sims played nine minutes. Um, we had Ivan Fournier play 14 as well, five and five. He's sort of sticking in the rotation a little bit here. I don't think that that will last, but you know, especially when Barrett comes back, which might be in a game or two. But yeah, good to see, or important to note that, I guess, for deeper formats. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college basketball, college football, the NBA. It's all there at BetOnline.net. And we've got the national championship odds up for college football. TCU are 13-point underdogs against Georgia. The total is set at 62.5. That is a big total. But we saw with both of the semifinals, it's pretty easy for those teams to go over that total. So you can check that out over at BetOnline, which is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info. Head to the website today, 
or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the second game. The New Orleans Pelicans against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Pelicans lose 120-111. Let's start with Zion Williamson. I had a new sound drop for Zion, and then he got hurt, but I'll play it anyway. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. 28 minutes for Zion. He was dominating, as usual. 28, 6, and 7. No defensive stats, though, but 83% from the field and 75 from the line. And then he pinged a hammy before the end of the third quarter. Um, he didn't look to be in too much discomfort, but when you ping a hammy, it's gen- it's a minimum of a week usually. Even if they listed as soreness or tightness, it's it's a week, right? And the fact that he had to leave a game mid-game that was a close game wasn't a blowout. Let's let's put it a week to ten days. So I think it's safe to have that assumption. Now hamstrings can be three weeks, and in fact, NBA players push through hamstrings way too fast. It should be three weeks before he returns, but it probably won't be. But be prepared. It could go that far. With Zion out, we're going to have a few guys have to step up. Well, what this does is really helps Trey Murphy. Not that he played well here, eight and six. But even if Ingram comes back, imagine that. Imagine Ingram comes back. Even if Ingram does come back, Murphy's role remains secure while Zion is out. And then you get Najee Marshall, who only had 10 points in 15 minutes here, but will get a boost. Now, a lot of what's going to happen here is also going to be dependent on the status of Larry Nance. Because if Nance is out, not that Nance really plays the four at all, but there might be a couple of switchover minutes. It does help someone like Jackson Hayes, who had 10 points, two blocks in 19 minutes. So Hayes maybe becomes a streamer, but I feel like Nance and Hayes basically just play the five. Maybe Hayes can play a little bit of the four, and he can. He did it in the past. So he might become an option there. Herb Jones only played 29 today. He had two steals. But if Zion and Ingram are out, he will take on more usage. We've seen him ramp it up a little bit, and that gives him a little bit of a boost. I don't think he's must roster. Whole season. If they're out, he probably is for that short short term. CJ had 26, 2, and 6, while Valanciunas should also get a boost with Zion out. 12 and 12 for him with three blocks. He just plays more minutes and gets more usage because the, the clash between him and Zion doesn't exist if Zion isn't there. So yeah, Trey Murphy is your priority. Then it's probably Naji. And then I would say, or then it's probably Herb. Then it's probably Naji in terms of ads in 12 team leagues. I'd go probably Naji over Herb in a points league. Just Herb's not a great points league performer. But I could see either going either way in that one. Um, Devontae Graham had two points in 13 minutes. I don't know why I mentioned him, but I did. For the Sixers, Embiid was questionable heading into this one. Played 36 minutes, 42, 11, and 5. That's cool. 10 of 10 from the line. Well, Jimmy Harden had 27, 2 and 8, two steals and a block. Both of these guys are top 10 players this season. Um, Embiid at 2, Harden at 8. We expected them both to be top 10 players. They both are top 10 players. I still think Harden's got actually a little bit more room to improve. Tyrese Maxey, Tangles. Doc Rivers said that he's going to continue to come off the bench for the short term. I don't know exactly what that means in terms of short term, but he did play 27 minutes here, so that's encouraging. 12 points. Now, nothing else. One rebound, two assist, no defensive stats, 36%, 50% from the line. You know that I was more down on him uh, in the beginning of the season than a lot of ADPs and rankings were. I just didn't buy him as a top 50, top 55 player because of the emptiness of his game and the value that he... Needed to get to that spot, and it means he needed to hit 44% of his threes, and I just didn't really believe that. He's 110th this season, so obviously a gigantic L if you did draft him in round five. He's going to be better than, than this, but this is a big buy-low opportunity. Now, again, 
don't buy low assuming these are top 60 player. But if you can get something pretty cheap here, I think top 80 is maybe even the, the highest you can get. But I'd consider a buy low if I can spend cheaper than that. I also mentioned a million times, and this is far from settled, but I mentioned a million times that I do not like Tobias Harris's value this season. And I thought it continually sell high when these guys, until these guys come back. you, you got to do it before they come back. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen with Harris, but he had five points in 31 minutes. But troublingly, 8% usage. Shout out PJ Tucker. When Maxi is there, he just doesn't get the ball enough. And that's why I was down on him to start the season. And then, of course, he made me look stupid by the fact of Harden and Maxi being out for two months meant that he was able to step up. But that sell high window is done. It's done. Like I don't know if Harris, who is the 53rd ranked player this season, I don't think he finishes in the top 70 for the rest of the year. Maybe, maybe literally from here on out, might not be top 100. He might not be. Because it is just hard, hard to get enough touches. Keep rolling, D'Anthony Melton. 20, no, 31 minutes, 11, 4, and 2, 3 threes, 1 steal, 1 block. I don't know what his role is if Max is at full strength, but actually I don't care because PJ Tucker continues to struggle. Three points in 18 minutes and they'll just go small. And at 26 minutes of Melton is plenty. 27 minutes of Melton, sexy, 30 is brilliant. And I think you can get it, especially with guys like Harris and Tucker both having their struggles. So, I fear today's show is going to be long. Oh boy. Um, the Lakers and the Hornets. The Lakers pull out the win, 121-115. All right, good for them. Getting a couple of wins here. There was no uh, Lonnie Walker and Anthony Davis, of course. Then Russell Westbrook left. He played just 11 minutes, 2-4 and 2 on 13%. That's obviously putrid. He had left foot soreness. We hope that you know that there's nothing to that. He has had some foot issues this season. Um, if you have him, you obviously understand how it fits your team, so you just keep holding. The big fella... The big, I can't believe this guy's 38 and he's doing this. 43, 11, and 6 on 62%. 73 from the line. He's up to 13th on the season. I think that's a, almost exactly where I had him in the pre-draft process or the, or the fantasy draft process. So, well done. 40 minutes for LeBron. You just fear, though. I really fear that we're not going to have much LeBron in March. I just fear it. I fear that this ankle, which he's sprained about four times already, it's going to be more more happen, and then the Lakers will be bad, and he'll break the record, and then we might have no more LeBron. I don't know. I just fear that. Um, they moved Troy Brown into the starting lineup instead of Austin Reeves. 35 minutes for Brownie, 12 and 5, three steals and four threes. Now, Troy had been trending up. On Christmas, I think he hit two or three threes late in that game, and he started to, to trend up, and that's a good line. He's a sort of player that back when he was a rookie with the Wizards, there was always flashes. Oh, 6'9", ball handler, Kyle Anderson type. Never really developed. I'm watching it really closely because I, I don't know if you're aware, I don't actually believe in Lonnie Walker as an NBA starting caliber player. Who knew? So maybe Brown can do something. Keep an eye. He's 110th over the last week. The Tank. Tom Bryant. 18 and 15 and 37 minutes. I literally have no idea when Anthony Davis or if Anthony Davis is coming back. So just... Roll with Tom Bryant. I don't I don't care if Davis comes back on Friday. Just add Thomas Bryant. It's not it's not hard. I'm not yelling at you to do it, but I am. Like, I don't know what you're waiting for. Pat Beverly had six points while Schroeder played 37 minutes with Westbrook out and 15 points with one rebound and five assists. It doesn't really cut it. 
He's a 12-team streamer at best, and he's just a 14-team league guy otherwise. On to the Hornets. Well, we're going to talk about Zion missing time for a hamstring. Gordon Haywood, same thing. Left the game with a hamstring injury. The game was close. We know Gordon Haywood's history. This is 10 days, surely, minimum. Probably three weeks, honestly. And he'd been bad, and he's a slow healer, and he's older. Like, I know you've had 25 years with the Raptors, Jack, but let's give it another one. Yeah, see you later. No point holding. Lamelo played 38 minutes. 24, 7, and 6, 3 threes, 3 steals, 2 blocks. He's, he's, he's rising in the rankings, which is great. And with Haywood out, assumingly, imagine if he plays the next game, I'll be stunned. With Haywood out, Ubre dealing with a hand issue, we're back to Jalen McDaniels. 10 and 7, 3 steals, and a block 31 minutes. It's not going to blow us away, but he's at least in the 12 team discussion. Paul Washington Jr. had 12 and 5, 4 assists, steal, and a block. Ever since I said, let's jack him, he's been great. Like, okay, I only, I only waited 40% of the season for you to turn in one good game, PJ, and now you're just doing it every single night. So yeah, he's back on the 12-team radar. While the Cockroach, Mason Plumley, 33 minutes, 18, 14, and four with two blocks on 86 from the field and 55 from the line, 11 attempts. Punt free throw, legend, Mason Plumley Shouldn't play any minutes, legend, Mason Plumley, but he does. What about what we all want to know? What happened to Mark Williams? Oh, hi, Mark. Well, he played 15 minutes. He had five and nine with a block. 50 from the field, 75 from the line. And more importantly, he got the backup minutes. So basically, it's business as usual. It's luxury stash. You've got the backup minutes. You can still produce at close enough to 12-team league value. And if something happens to the cockroach, then we're talking top 50. No one expected top 50 now. Nobody. You never heard me say that. What we thought was, ooh, step in the right direction. Better permanent fantasy producer than Nick Richards, in my opinion, who still can give you numbers at 17 and 18 minutes to be useful enough in 12-team leagues. But the trend is there. We're almost halfway through the season. Let's see what happens. And I am still continuing to see what happens. Dennis Smith returned. Absolutely no reason to have him in a 12-team league or probably even a 14-teamer, unless Lamelo or Rogier go down. Eight and three for him. And speaking of Rogier, well, it was bad until it was great. 27 points in 35 minutes, 55% shooting, four assists, and still cannot buy a steal anywhere. The steals, the lack of steals is one of the more baffling things from him this season. He continues to be putrid. I have marked down my projection for his field goal percentage all season, or for the rest of the season, and then, of course, he shoots 55% here. But um, maybe, again, maybe my assessment of him not being probably that good, should I should have stuck with it. Instead of like, well, yeah, maybe now he is good. Eh, maybe he's not. But this was a good game. Like, not to take it away. Maybe he, maybe this was a good game. Maybe he's turning it around. There had to be some level of turnaround. Um, maybe this is the start of it. The Raptors and the Pacers. Raptors lose again. 122 Indiana, 114 Toronto. They got back Precious Achua and Fred Van Vliet. So the only player out here is Otto Porter. How about this guy, the big fella, Gary Trent? No. 40 minutes, again, because Nick Nurse is crazy and the roster is poorly constructed and Nick Nurse does not trust the poorly constructed roster. But 32 points, five threes, two steals. It's one of the biggest sell highs you'll ever see. I know you probably won't want it. It's so hard to do it. And we're going to go into that a little bit later. It's so hard to do it after a bloke just drops 32 points. All right, right. bye-bye, Gary. It's so hard to do that. There will be some sucker in someone's league who will buy into it. Gary Trent... I remember someone told me he was top 40 last season and they'll give you a top 50 player. 
All right, and if they do that, you take it. He shot 50% from three, 75% from two here. The minutes are absolutely through the roof. Maybe they stick. Maybe they stay with this small lineup. But this level of shooting doesn't. So consider that. He was, a week ago, he was playing 23 minutes off the bench. Scotland Barnes had a good game. 40 minutes, 23, 8 and 8 with two blocks. Really, really strong. And he's been much, much better. Top 40 over the last week. And Siakam had 26, 7 and 7. The Jedi, yeah, it was pretty good OG, apart from the shooting. 17, 8 and 2, steal, two blocks, but 35% hurts overall. And then it's just a pile of shit. Fred Van Vliet, 9 points. Gross, 20% shooting. Yuck. At least he had three threes and two blocks. But it's a big buy low for him. I don't think we're getting back to where he was last season. I just don't think that's a, real, a realistic outcome. But like, irrespective of whether he gets back to last season, he's better than this. The center rotation or the bench rotation remains like insane. Why are we playing four centers off the bench? Coloco played 10 minutes. Pressure Chua, three points in 12 minutes with three blocks. Thad Young played eight minutes and Chris Boucher played four minutes. It's stupid. The roster is stupid. The rotation is stupid. But you can't... People are still holding Boucher. What? Come on, guys. Come on, what are we doing? Let's move on. Achua is still... People, fuck, people are still rostering him in 12-10 leagues. What? Um, no, you do not need to do that with Precious Achua, one of the worst fantasy players in the NBA. There'd be times when maybe he's a streamer, even in points, but in 12 teams, no way. 14, 16 teams, yeah, but it's going to take a little bit of time. While Coloco had two blocks, there's just too many things going on here. While Malachi Flynn, one of the worst games I've seen, he only played nine minutes, had a Tony Snell, he had a nine trillion, and was minus 18 in that time. He was bad, and I'd expect him out of the rotation. Who's going to come in? Jeff Doughton, or they're going to go again with five centers coming off the bench? You never know, I guess. Next game. Overtime between the Bulls and the Cavs. Cavs win it 145-134. DeRozan, 46 minutes, 44, 3 and 4, 4 steals and a block. I think he had three steals in like the first five minutes or something. Really, really good game again from him. He's on a nice little hot streak. Levine, 26, 6 and 6 for the skater boy. While Vucevic... Is Vucevic. Is Vucevic. 20 and 13 with two threes. Only took eight shot attempts and was minus 19. The numbers look great, but man, this team's bad. Like they, they're, they're not good. Um, Pat Williams is bad as well. Thirty minutes, ten points, two threes. Didn't got played the start of overtime, then got taken straight out. Yes, he was benched, remember? And then Javante Green got hurt. He is only a streamer for twelve team leagues. Pat Williams, he has no business being rostered as a regular basis. And then Ayo Desumu, I guess they've gone back to him as the starting point guard. Let me give you a spoiler, Billy Donovan. He's not the answer. I'm not saying Alex Caruso is, but I'm telling you now, Desumu isn't. 33 minutes, 11, 3, and 5. All right, 14 team leagues. I guess we go back to Desumu. I don't think we need to care too much in standard formats. Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. I think we could drop him. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Well, Kobe White, who had been playing well, only got. 10 minutes, five points for him. So we still got the four point guards mixing in there. And then Andre Drummond played only seven minutes, six and four for him, while Derek Jones Jr. played 22. Is this portend that Drummond is going to be back out of the rotation? I would think so. 22 minutes versus seven. Yes, Jones played a lot at the four with Javante out, but only seven minutes for Drummond is a little bit worrying if you did add him for some of his production because he can put up numbers. The problem is he's bad. And the opportunity to get those minutes doesn't always present. For the Cavs. All right, let's do it. He's done. He's good. 
Um, 50 minutes for Donovan Mitchell. 71 points. No, I don't think I've ever had a 70-point game since I started doing this podcast. Seven threes, eight rebounds, 11 assists. Not only said, so not only points, but threes, rebounds, assists, 65 from the field. He blocked a shot and was a ridiculous 20 of 25 from the free throw line. That makes it almost hard, really hard for you to like, not, well, actually, no, it's not because I think average is about 81% this season from the line. That is a big positive still. That's huge. Now, before today's game, he was 115th over the last week. After today's game, he's 20th. He's still the 11th ranked player this season, but it had been trending down really hard. This is the hardest thing to do in fantasy. If you can get Doncic, Jokic, Durant, Embiid, if you can get one, if you can get like a staple top six, seven player, throw Tatum in there as well. You have to sell high. You have to. Again, the big games seem to always come when Garland is out, and we're all pretty understanding that he's not going to have 43 usage or true shooting 79% probably ever again in his life. We all understand that, but not everyone does. And even before I wrote anything over in the comments on Basketball Monster, someone left a comment and goes, no, no matter how much I love you, Josh, I'm not selling high on him, right? Meaning that some people just, it is, it is hard to do. But there will be people, again, you want to talk chasing, people will look into this, oh man, he's going to kill him. He's, he's an all-star. He's a legend. He's, he is. But does this just wipe away the last couple of weeks where he was good but not great and where he's been good but not great for five years? I don't know. Love it. Love the performance. And it sounds like a downer to talk about it, but we're trying to maximize value in fantasy. You don't trade him away for nothing. You don't trade him away for the sake of trading him away. If someone's stupid enough to give you a top five player, a top seven player, a top 10 player, I would do it. That's, cash, that's cashing in. When you've already got the best performance you will ever get out of this guy and you cash in. Or you don't. You just write it out. Whatever. Kevin Love continued to stream here. 38 minutes for Kevin Love. Didn't think he had that in him. 21, uh, 12 and 17 in replacement of Mobley. Or well, Allen had 21 and 8. How about um, ugh, this bloke? Dracaris. Uh, Yeah. 39 minutes, 10 points. 15% shooting. Five rebounds, three assists, one three. This is what he's like. You, you, you're you well aware. As soon as we hear Garland's back, you're jacking this guy with the biggest pile of lube you've ever found in your life. There's no way you're staying on a roster. Just get him out of here. Get him out of here. Isaac Okoro played 20 minutes for three points. Well, it was a big game from the Discman. C.D. Osman who got the minutes really as like a pseudo starter. 36 minutes, 19, three and four with four threes. We've seen Osman do this before. We have been burnt multiple times. Yes, is he maybe better than Stevens or Levert or Okoro? Maybe, but he's not going to be every night. They're not going to trust him to do it every night. So I don't really think that we need to get too heavily invested in trying to figure out whether Chetty Osman is an ad. Spurs, Nets, ass kicking. 139 Brooklyn, 103 San Antonio. I don't think I'm going to talk too much here, but I will say that Calden Johnson had another good efficiency game. But again, beware. Sell high if you can. He doesn't do anything else. Yes, he did block a shot. That's great. But 22-4-1, no steals. Only two threes. It's good percentages. But again, the problem with him is that when they're not there, he's just literally unusable because he doesn't actually buffer anything else. Vassell return, which is great. 
didn't shoot well, but 14, 2, and 3, 39%, 50 from the line's bad. But just good to have him back out there. Well, Sohan played 22 minutes. Zohan now! And 5 and 3. If you added Sohan, just stick with him. At least through this game. Like This is just a weird game. Pirtle played only 20 minutes, 6 and 11. And we got 10 minutes of Gorgie Jing. That's how bad this game was. Interestingly, um, Romeo Langford in the rotation ahead of Stan Johnson. 17 minutes for Langford, 9 to Johnson, who'd been playing well. And we've got 15 Isaiah Roby minutes. That's all I'm going to talk about with the Spurs. For the uh, Nets, they're just, honestly, just crushing teams. 29 minutes for Durant, 25, 3 and 11. Irving had 27 and 8 with 4, 3. And Simmons only scored 4, but had 6 boards, 9 assists, 3 steals, which really is sort of what you want him to do. And also didn't take a free throw. Tony Warren did some stuff. 18 points, but you know what I'm going to say? He's not a 69% shooter. He will be occasionally. And he had 18, 1, and 0. Now, the two steals and the two blocks are very nice. They're also completely unreliable. He is a fringe 12-team league player, a streamer who just isn't going to get this level of opportunity each night. Seth Curry started with O'Neal out, 16 points with four threes. Do not care for him at all. Joe Harris played 16 minutes for eight points. We haven't got 21 minutes of Dayron Sharp. That's how stupid this game was. Nicky Claxton played the 20 minutes there. Not his best game, but... Who cares? He's still got three blocks. This was just a weird game, a blowout basically from the the moment the game started. So don't read gigantic things into it. The Minnesota Timberwolves get the victory over the Nuggets, 124-111. Nikola Jokic, 24-7-9 with two steals. Solid game, not his best, but solid. While the five-minute man, Bones Highland, played 22 minutes, 18-6-2, two steals and four threes. He played more minutes in this game than he did last game, and Jamal Murray was out last game. Can't figure that out. He remains like a fringy sort of player to me rather than being a must roster. Maga Porter Jr. had 18 that was a pretty empty 18 while Jamal started out slowly but ended with 14, 3, and 4. KCP had 10 and 4. He's not a must roster 12. While Aaron, Aaron Gordon just disgusting percentages but 12, 16, and 6. He had 22% from the field and 67 from the line. That is bad, but he's been great this season so don't panic too much on that. The Shark only played 22 minutes. Bruce Brown, that's troubling. I would hold him one more game, especially with a back-to-back coming up later this week. And then after that, maybe we make the call that he's not a 12-team league guy. I would hold through the back-to-back, though, before I make that decision. For the Wolves, holy shit, Kyle Anderson, 31 minutes, 19, 4, and 8, 3 steals, 3 threes. Well, all right, let's go. We're back on him, but, but, no D'Angelo Russell, so assists up, no Naz Reed, so minutes were able to stay up. Remember that, but that's 12-team. Anthony Edwards, 29, 10, and 5. Good game from him. And Jaden McDaniels couldn't keep out of foul trouble, but still had 21, 4, and 4 on 90% shooting. Still on the block are great. He's been solid. This is obviously a high game with low minutes, but a good game. I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of Rudy Gobert. I, I just I don't know what's going on. At some point, something will come out, surely. Eight points, four rebounds. He did have foul trouble, five fouls in 28 minutes, but... He blocked two shots, so that's good. But the numbers are just bad. Now, he hasn't been this bad all season. He is still top 50 on the year, which is a disappointment. But he's 136th over the last week. It probably is a a big buy low. But a buy low is not a top 50 player. Like, I'm talking buy low that someone's like, man, what do I even do with Gobert? Do I hold on to him? And then try and get him that way. That's the only way I'd be willing to take him on if I can just get him for nothing or for basically nothing, my 11th best player, my 10th best player from someone who's frustrated because it's a troubling scenario. They started Jalen Noel with D'Angelo Russell out. 
He was all right. 17-4-2, nothing spectacular there. He's always a good streamer for points and threes, but that's about it. And with Reed out, we saw some Luca Gaza and Nathan Knight minutes. And I, I hope we don't have to see too many more of those minutes moving forward. The Mavericks and the Rockets. Mavs win it 111-106, the final score here. The Crucifix, only 29 minutes for Christian Wood. Had some foul trouble, but 21-7-4, a steal, and five blocks. Um, I guess he's taking all of uh, Rudy Gobert's blocks now. His block rate is through the roof at the moment, and that's another massive game. Doncic had 39-12-8. Didn't shoot well, but was able to go 18-22 of 22 from the line. And Timmy Hardaway had a trip to the locker room, but returned. 20, 37 minutes, actually. 21 points with five threes. Now, again, it's empty everywhere else. And when the shots fall, he's great. And when they don't, he's atrocious. 54% shooting here. 46 from three. Nice little hot streak. Roster him. Don't. Doesn't matter. Because next game, he might be bad. Next game, he might be good. It's just going to be back and forward, back and forward with this bloke all season. I'm pretty sure. Massive slump for Dinwiddie at the moment. 11-1 and four. Maybe it's not a slump. He, he isn't that good. But I think he's a little bit better than this. 11-1-4. and four, There is some improvement to come. While Bullock had eight points in 42 minutes, he did have two threes and two steals. So some level of fantasy appeal, but it's just deeper leagues. While Kemba Walker only played the five minutes. Remember that little run where people were adding Kemba? Yeah, you don't have to have him on your roster. For the Rockets, the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Um, 26 minutes. Foul trouble. 16, 6, and 5 with a block. I'll take it. Absolutely fine. Cousin Kevin Porter, 25, 6, and 6, 3 steals and a block. This bloke is flying. Is he a sell high? Yes, but absolutely no one believes in him as this good. So, can he? He's the 50th ranked player this season. Can he be that as we move forward? I honestly don't see why not. At least top 60. So, again, if I'm selling high, I, I want top 30. And I'm probably not getting it. So, I'd hold. Eric Gordon had a rare good game, 19-4-3 with four threes. He's still just only a deeper league player, but that was good. While Jalen Green, just this guy, I swear to God, 25-4. Good. Great start. Two threes. I love it. But 29% from the field, 67 from the line on 12 attempts, which is just crippling. He just cannot get consistency with his percentages. I'm ready to call it. I'm ready to call it. That's for Tari Eason, not for Jalen Green. 15 minutes, 2 and 7. Looks like the Wild Thing's going to be going through some practice, so he'll be back to screw things up even more. I like Eason a lot. Doesn't matter if I do. See you later. I don't think it's happening. It's going to require probably an injury to Jabari Smith, to be honest. Now, Smith played 32 minutes, 11 and 5 with two blocks. It's not great. And I don't think that in a 10-team points league, Jabari's a must roster. In a 12, he probably is, borderline. And in a category league, I definitely would be holding him. But there's a lot of ups and downs. And again, the way this team works is, is pretty um, bad in terms of how he can excel. It just doesn't work in his favor. Let's move on to the next one. Blowout City. The Pistons were disgusting. That was so bad in this gun. Uh, not this. Wow. This one. That is what I'm trying to say. Game and one. This one. 135 Portland. 106 Detroit. No um, Killian Hayes. This is the final game of his suspension. Marvin Bagley left this game early, eight minutes in, injured, hand injury. Obviously, you don't need to roster Marvin Bagley. Um, let's talk about Jaden Ivey. He continues to really struggle. 13, 3-2, 27% shooting, 67 from the line, a bunch of turnovers, a bunch of fouls. He's not very good at this point. 
you do not have to roster him in 12-10 leagues. I think he might improve, but he might not. And I think we're waiting a while, and he doesn't have the greatest fantasy game. Low rebound, low assist, low steal, low block, low threes, poor shooting guy. No, see you later. Points league, I'd probably hold in 12s, but this was bad. Alec Burks dropped in 19 points. Alec Burks. 25 minutes. Now we know that um, Hayes will be back next game. So Burks probably loses some value, but he can, can still remain at least a points and three streamer. While you can very easily drop the depressed penis, nine and five for Sadiq Bay in 27 minutes with two steals. He just obviously still sucks. Not a great game from Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, Yeah, nine and six in 28 minutes. Not a great game. He has been playing a little bit better. But I still think he's a 12-team fringe player. And it was only 22 minutes for Jalen Duran. 5-11 and 11 with a steal and a block on some poor shooting from the field and from the line. Now, last two games have been bad for Duran. I would attempt to see if anyone drops him and I would add him. And I would buy low if that's possible. It was also a big game from MC Hamadou Diallo. Have a time. 20 minutes, 16 points, two steals, two blocks. Now, he did it on really good shooting, got extra garbage time minutes, but he is ahead of Kevin Knox in the rotation. So deeper leagues, 16-teamers, you want to pay a little bit of attention here. Bogdanovich had 21, 2, and 3 in 25 minutes, and Corey Joseph played 21 uneventful minutes. Again, Hayes will be back next game. For the Blazers, they didn't need to extend play as much, and they just shot unbelievably. Lillard, 19, 5, and 10, four steals, two blocks, 50%. Simons, 30 and 5 with four threes, two steals on 61%. Jeremy Grant, 36 points, not much else, two rebounds and, and zero assists on 71% shooting. Though that is obviously not realistic for those guys to continue. And Grant is flying. He's like a top 20 player over the last week, but this shooting won't stick for sure. Yusuf Nurkic suffered a hit in the nose and then was ruled out due to illness. 13, 14 minutes only, three points. I don't think we need to be too. Concerned about this from Nurkic. It's just a little bit frustrating at the moment. Well, Gary Payton, the doctor, returned. 13 minutes, 7 points, 4 assists, and a steal. Solid return. I don't think there's a big enough role for him to matter outside of streaming in most 12s. And maybe he's a 14-team league guy, but I'm not massively into it. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart had 6, 6, and 7 in 28 minutes. No, I don't think his minutes went down because Payton returned. Shaden Sharp played 20 minutes, 10 points, but this was a game where Nasir Little, Justice Winslow were out, and then Keon Johnson and Greg Brown were basically taken out of the rotation, and they just played towards the end of the game. If Nurkic remains sidelined, Eubanks is the guy, 10 and 11, three steals, three blocks. Great block streamer, and a solid enough all-round streamer if Nurkic does happen to miss more time with the, um, with the illness. All right, let's get to the last two games. A double overtime one between the Hawks and the Warriors. The Warriors win at 143-141 on a Kavon Looney tip-in. On a second re offensive rebound tip-in opportunity, DeJounte Murray played 51 minutes. Big game. There's going to be a lot of big numbers in this game because obviously it's double overtime. Obi, where are you going? Um, 25-10-8 for DeJounte with two steals and a block on 50% shooting. He's been a little bit better. This, this is obviously great um, to see this game, and it's good to see him get those rebounds and assists. That's very reminiscent of the sort of lines he was putting up last season for the Spurs. I'm not really 100% trusting it, but that was great. And Trey Young had 30-7 and seven with 14 assists and still shooting horribly, Trey. He's been really quite poor for big chunks of this season, 36% here. Okong, we played 38 minutes. We just keep rolling with him until at least Capella's back and then a little bit longer after that. 
16 and 12 with two steals and three blocks, while the Baptist Johnny Collins played 40 minutes, 25 and 13 with two blocks. So just good to see all of those guys get that big playing time without getting too much into foul trouble. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 43 off the bench, 21, three and three, three triples, steal and a block. And DeAndre Hunter, actually a solid game for him, but he basically didn't add anything in overtime. He had 17 points. Okay, that's good. And we've seen him do that before. But he also added Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. But he had this exact line at the end of regulation. And he still played 38 minutes. So played in overtime, just didn't do anything. And while that's still great, like that's still a useful line. I am not bothering to add that in 12-team leagues. I'm just not. Adrian Griffin had two points in 15 minutes. We can uh, go ahead and drop him. For the Warriors, Clay was amazing. 46 minutes, 54 points with 10 triples, 7 assists, 54% shooting. He's on a real hot streak at the moment. He does go through this a little bit at the moment. Some hot streaks, some cold streaks, but this was great. And Draymond, how do you have such a big line by scoring 5 points? 13 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. I know people were frustrated with his lack of defensive stats, but they're coming back okay now. Well, Looney played 32 minutes because they were without Green, Wiseman, and Kaminga and Wiggins, so no centers, no power forwards, really. 14 points, 21 rebounds, 5 assists, and the game winner. I don't think that he's a 12-team league play, but that obviously is a 12-team line. The Big Ragu played 44 minutes, hit the game, tying three, which sent the game to overtime. Eight points for DiVincenzo with two threes, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals. I'm rolling with him until Wiggins comes back, then we'll reassess. While Jordan Poole looks solid, 28 points in 45 minutes, I thought he was terrible in this game. Just bad decision-making throughout the game. Bad shooting as well. Um, yeah, 34%, four of six from the line. He hasn't really taken big advantage of Steph being out. Assists have been down from where they were before. Efficiency's taking a big hit. We're not doing anything dropping him or silly like that. But the ability which we thought might have been there to sell him high while Steph was out hasn't really materialized. And by the way, guys, deeper leagues, like I mentioned on one of the shows, like Pat Baldwin's an option here. 11 minutes, 8 points, 2 threes. Steal a block. In 20 teamers, that's useful. Because Kaminga, Wiseman, Wiggins, Jermichael Green, they're all out. So Baldwin's getting playing time. It's just something to note. The last game of the night was nowhere near as eventful. And that was the Miami Heat taking down the LA Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. The Heat 110, the Clippers 100. Bam Adebayo really putting together a string of big games at the moment. Bam, 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 bam. 31 and 13, 37 minutes, 31 usage. It was really him and Hero driving this bus. 23 and 7 for Tyler in 39 minutes with five threes. Big performances from these guys. They're top 30 over the last week. And that meant that people needed to take a step back. And one of those guys who was honestly really bad was Jim Butler. 32 minutes in his return, nine points, 25% shooting, 63 from the line, under 18 usage. He had nine, two, and six with two steals. That's a really bad game. I'm not panicking about it. I'm obviously not feeling great about the injury update and doctor update earlier in the show. Um, That's just not a good line. Caleb Martin played through his quad problem, but not really. Only 14 minutes for him. He's a clear 12-team drop. And we got 30 minutes from Victor Oladipo. We saw him have a big game last time out without Oladipo, without Butler, and struggled the games before that. 15-5-4 with only one steal, but that's useful. Add him. Let's see what happens. I'm not convinced that it sticks, but at least in 14-team leagues, I am. 25 minutes for Struess, 13 and 8 for the Winter Soldier with three threes. That's good enough, but I, I don't want to trust that in any 12-team format there either. For the Clippers, there was no Kawhi, but I think probably more troubling is Paul George 
Not that his game was bad. 25-3 and 7, 3 steals, 4 threes. But he went to the locker room and came back with a taped-up hamstring. Um, we already know he's had some hamstring issues this season. Let's watch that. That is not great. Kawhi was sick, so he'll, he'll, be, he'll be okay. Terrence Mann started for Kawhi. 9-5, and five, he didn't do anything. Well, Zubats had 10-7. and seven. Um, Let's just go. There's a bunch of guys that can be jacked on this team. John Wall. Get that garbage out of here! 6-3-4. Nick Batum. Get that garbage out of here! Seven and five. Like, Batum is okay to stream in, especially if you're punting points, but not consistent enough. Norman Powell, even without Kawhi, nine points in 26 minutes on 13% shooting. I, I just don't think that he needs to be held. Get that garbage out of here! I don't think that he's a must drop, but he's definitely not a must roster. And the same goes with Reggie Jackson. Get that garbage out! 9-2-5 and five for Reggie. I'd even say the similar thing for Marcus Morris. Like he's probably one level ahead of those guys. He had 14-7, and seven, but was bad from the field and subpar from the line. He still probably is a hold, but Ty Luton needs to not play him as much as he does. I don't think he's that good. And that will then impact his overall fantasy value. But for now, he is a soft, soft 12-team hold. Let's look at the lines of the night. Before we get out of here, an hour into this. Jesus. Um... Donovan Mitchell's the monstrous line of the night, no surprise. Your waiver wire is Drew Eubanks. Your young gun is Scotland Barnes, and your dart of the night is Jaden Ivey. Top 10 players for category leagues, number one was Donovan Mitchell, followed by Embiid, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Christian Wood, Damian Lillard, Draymond Green, DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan, and LaMelo Ball. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues, Eubanks. Yep, look, just stream him. Good value, deeper leagues add him. 12 teamers can stream if Nurkic is out. Looney, good performance. I don't really trust that. George Niang, always a good three-point stream. He had 15 points with five threes. Troy Brown, we're watching that one. Probably a 16-team league ad for the moment. DeAndre Hunter, not really. 14-team leagues, maybe. Eric Gordon, no. Austin Reeves, like 14 teams. Max Strews, 14 to 16s. Victor Oladipo, yeah, worth a look in 12. And then Anthony Lamb, had a decent enough performance for the Warriors. I'm not really buying into it, but he does have an increased role with those players out. So maybe you get one good streaming game out of him after this. Top 10 players in points leagues. Donovan Mitchell, DeMar Rosen, Clay Thompson, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Julius Randle, Damian Lillard, and Kevin Durant. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Whoa, that was a long one. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.